Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort so you sleep better together. JD Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For JD Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com/awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hey, it's Paige Desorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. <laughs> Welcome back to Don't Blame Me with me, Megan Rinks. And today we have a guest who, no offense to any other guest, <laughs> but this has been, I think you've been the one who's been most requested. I'll take it. It's <laughs> Lily Marston. <gasps> oh my God. I'm so excited. I'm actually just excited because I haven't seen Megan no, like, over a month. That's so kind of like- just like our excuse to hang out. <laughs> 100%. I'm like, you were just going to record and now we get to hang out too. And I just get to stare at your face, which is so nice. I love the new blonde. It's like about to fall out. That's okay. We'll do a hair mask details. later. Yeah. Yeah. Welcome, Lily. Hi. Hi. And Jack's here this episode. I am here. I was sorry. I was. I missed part of the last episode. I was buried in work. How dare you? 
Yeah. I know. It sucks. We made him sit like in purgatory. He had to sit over on the chairs. Yeah. They made me sit in the corner. Yeah. He had a timeout. I was in timeout. Baby in the corner. Uh, but before we begin the podcast, maybe we should explain to people who may be listening for the first time what the podcast is. Oh, yes, guys. This is my advice podcast where I give, excuse me, <laughs> fuck you. I give wonderful I mean, advice. Tell me all of your advice. Yeah. I give. <laughs> Way to un- undermine the podcast who in the it? intro. <laughs> Where I give fantastic advice because I do give fantastic advice. I was waiting for that comment. Okay. Um, And you guys can call in by leaving voicemails. And if you call the number 310-694-0976, again, 310-694-0976, leave a voicemail, tell us what's happening in your life and what you need some advice on. And if you're an international caller, first of all, I would feed a P.O. box so you could send me international things. I don't know. Like, like that got weird. <laughs> <laughs> and you guys could leave us emails. So just record a voice memo on your phone and email it to meganpodcast at gmail.com. And you get double points if you're British. <laughs> just because you like the accent. I do. We what? haven't had anyone British what yet. About, I love a good Australian accent as well. That's w- good too. I, I want a good Australian. Kiwi, uh, uh, like a New Zealander. Oh, oh I'll take that. I'll take yeah. that too. Also probably because I wouldn't know the difference between Australian. No, yeah, I could like it, somewhat. It all kind pick. of blends the same. It does. No offense, guys. I mean, if I no, tried, it's all great. They're unique in their own way. <laughs> not to them, it doesn't. <laughs> no, it doesn't. I bet I could if you gave me two different people. Like, you're okay. I could figure it out. But anyways, guys, Lily's here, and we're going to give people advice. How do you feel about giving advice? Um, I think I'm super underqualified, but let's go. Same though. Let's just, just yeah. pretend you're not. That's what totally I. Do. I mean, I am such a good advice giver. <sighs> I'm the first person everyone calls when they have problems. I tell you all my problems. Not for advice. <laughs> You're more venting about your problems. I'm like, yeah, that sucks. And then we no, move. but I like that. Oh, that's what I like. We can do that from here, too. We'll validate your feelings, guys. Exactly. Or tell you you're wrong. Oh, God. Well, let's go into the first call. I'm 19 years old. I just moved from Chicago, Illinois to Los Angeles in the Valley. Um, my advice that I need is I used to be a big whore in high school and would sleep with the straight boys in school and like told everyone about it and like just like everyone knew that I was a whore and like I kind of kept that image up because I thought that's what people wanted from me and like even though genuinely like that's not who I am but it somehow keeps following me around that I used to be this giant slut bag in high school um what's your advice on kind of like getting rid of that bad juju can we hang out i was like megan i feel like you could relate (laughs) 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 did you just call megan a did you just call megan a slut bag (laughs) that term by the way (laughs) i mean i honestly was thinking in my head as you're playing this call i'm like fuck i should have had arden on this because arden would have never called me a slut bag and lily's like bitch i know you too well Um, call yourself a slut bag yeah yeah i mean i Dude, yeah, like for sure, relate. We're like cut of the same cloth. Um, but what I would say is, I think, I mean, I feel like my my high school reputation or even college reputation has somewhat left me a little bit. But the only reason is, is because I don't really talk to anyone from college now, and I don't live around my high school friends. But if I go back to high school, if I went to a party with anyone that I was friends with in high school, literally people would just be like, Megan, you here to like rip your clothes off and do body shots to a fucking cake stand. And we're like 24 now. So I'm going to say there's a part of that. That's not really ever going to kind of go away. But I think if you can learn to like laugh at it in a 
a sense of that. And then if you, if you not even like necessarily like own up to it, but you kind of like identify it as a part of your past, like even now I say like, oh my God, I used to be so crazy. Like I used to be like insane, but that was something that I'm not like trying to hide. So it's not like people think you're like a, I don't know, like a secret secret slut bag yeah like you you claim you've changed your ways but you're actually still stripping on tables at parties where you don't know anyone (laughs) exactly (laughs) but I think like you can like who cares like also like fuck that like yeah I think you do you and then also if you're only 19 which that was yeah he said he's 19 then I would say that it's only been a year Mm -hmm. so we still have some time to like shed the past image yeah and I feel like just if you don't want to be a slut bag just don't sleep around. And then if someone calls you out on it, be like, oh, that was in the past. Yeah. Or it's dark time. Exactly. Or a bright time, depending on how you look at it. Yeah. I mean, I would say bright time. And also I'd say at 19, I was just no, I was still fully in that phase at 19. Like that was a much longer period for me. So I don't think you need to. Yeah. I, I just think like if, if people are shitting on you for it, it's mostly because they're jealous because you're like getting all the dick. Or they're just like projecting their own slut bagness on yeah. you. And actually they're the ones that are being slutty now. And they're mm-hmm. just trying to take the attention and deflect. And also nobody, like when you get to be an adult, nobody calls other adults no, sluts. No one cares. Everyone's like, ooh, you got some last night? Exactly. Cool. I don't know the last time that I've heard someone refer to somebody in like our same generation or age as a slut. I would say no. like probably 20 that that's it after you're out of college nobody you are not a slut like you're just like she's fucking or he's fucking getting the dick like yeah. get it you seen sex in the city yeah <laughs> own up be proud of it and then also just be safe wrap it up oh yes and Jack- always get consent yeah always always do that can we also talk about how he said he used to sleep with all the, the straight, straight boys, boys. <laughs> who are okay, not wait, straight. wait wait i had a friend like that in high school and i'm not gonna do any name dropping but he would sleep with all the football players and i recently hung out with him again and he told me even more people that i had <gasps> no idea but like it was kind of known but it was yeah. still kind of secretive well yeah i mean their sexuality is a spectrum and also i think i mean let's be real who's calling you a slut Because that's also, not to be sexist, being a slut is really girl terminology. Like, that's like, that's a teenage girl's favorite thing to call other people. And so other people might also just be jealous because you're sleeping with guys that they want to be straight and that they're definitely not. And what about all these people that you're sleeping with? Like, are they not slut bags as well? Yeah. Why do you, why are you the slut bag? Why are they targeting you? It sounds like they're all assholes. Yeah. And you live in Los Angeles now, even though it's the Valley, but hang out with Lily and I. You just have to come here. We're not fucking driving. But I do like to go to the valley. There's a lot of chain restaurants and parking I, lots. I actually do. I love parking lots yes. there. I was going to say that. Yes. There's Target's it's a big, big parking thing. lots. Yep. Uh-huh. Let's go to Target. Okay, Let's be I love Target. <laughs> go to Target. Just a bunch a of date. Just some former slut bags <laughs> slutting around in fucking Target. <sighs> On to the next call. So I recently started a new job. And as I was getting introduced to everyone, um, I met this girl. And I've never, like, had feelings or even really thought girls were attractive before. But I, like, I I think that I think she's attractive. Like, not in just, like, a, oh, my God, I want to be that girl. She's really hot way. And I don't know what to do because I live in Kansas. And it's, like, not, it's not normal here for girls to like girls. And I really, like, I know I want to get married to a man and have kids and I know that my family I I don't think they would be okay with me thinking a girl is attractive but I'm not ashamed of it and I kind of just wanted to know your advice to see like should I 
try to talk to this girl or should I, is it like just a feeling like it doesn't really matter or what? Fuck, this call makes me, yeah, this call makes me want to like just take up people from all those small towns and just be like, let me educate you. And well, your family is and on honestly, this. And honestly, it kind of hits close to home because I just got home from a wedding of my, like, best, best friend growing up. I've known her since I was four. We're friends all the way through college. And she just got married to a girl. And I hadn't seen her family in years. And they literally, like, helped raise me. So I'm, like, catching up with her sister and her dad and stuff. And her family couldn't be more supportive. So she's so lucky in that regard. But uh, I believe it was her dad that I was talking to. And we were, like, talking, like, about how they met. And she dated guys all through high school and, like, had a really serious boyfriend. And the dad was like, no, she's very adamant that she's not a lesbian, that she fell in love with a girl. And she just loves her as a person. And they're happy together. And Mm -hmm. it's great. So I think it's something that I wouldn't say totally ignore it if that's something that's, like, if you're excited about it and you actually like someone, I think you should explore that feeling. Yeah. Cause I was going to say, there's also something there's, there's definitely, I just meant in the sense of um, if you're coming to terms with like finding a girl attractive and you're super young, she might not be at that place yet. So it's like, I, I have friends who are gay who are like literally say, even as an adult, it's so hard to be like, I don't know if I, I don't know how to hit on you because is not I don't quite kn- a real thing. Yeah. yeah. Or even if in the sense of like, are you open to dating people of the same gender? Yeah. I definitely don't think it's like, Oh, I have a feeling that I think you're cute. And then like go professing your love for them. Yeah. Maybe they feel it out a little, take it a little and slower. See if they're, but yeah. But I also think there's something like, um, it's again, sexuality is like a total spectrum. Um, and exactly like Lily is saying, like you can, f- you, I personally believe that you fall in love with people. Mm-hmm. Like I, I identify as straight because I've never found a girl who've, I, who I've had those feelings for, but that doesn't mean that girl doesn't exist. And that doesn't mean that like, in, I mean, that's also like Mott's greatest fantasy. He's like, you and a girl? Hell yeah. Um, <laughs> of course. That's 100%. How but rare. I know, no. exactly. But I just What think, a unique guy. <laughs> super unique in his tastes. Um, so I would just say that I wouldn't put yourself in a box. And also, um, you can... Not that I'm like not even saying like you can totally be bi or not identify with anything in general, but also you can get married to a girl. Like you don't have to have a husband to be married and you and can to have, have kids. kids. Honestly, at my friend's wedding, the wife already had a kid Aww. and the um the son walked the wife down the aisle <gasps> and then gave a necklace to my friend and asked if she would be his mom forever. Oh my God, I would cry. I was sobbing the whole time. That's but, so sweet. Um, no, it was so sweet. So like, absolutely, there's totally ways. And, yeah. and the wife is a lesbian that had had a partner before and they had done it where they donated mm-hmm. eggs and then had a donor sperm. So there's yeah. absolutely no reason you wouldn't be able to have kids. And as we're in this time in the world that it's much more acceptable obviously maybe in Kansas not as much yeah but I don't think it's something that if you're worried that you won't have kids that that shouldn't be a yeah no there's no real sense in like the whole scope of I mean maybe not the world but at least like in the U.S. if you come like there's no traditional sense of marriage really anymore and relationships of like what you identify as but let's get to the actual serious part of it which makes me so sad and I want to give you a hug yeah yeah that that's gonna be hard regardless and I don't think you have to but you're not coming that's my thing I'm like I don't I think right now what you're going through you're saying you're wondering if this is something that you need to like you should explore. explore or ignore it. I think you should explore it. But I also don't think you need to identify yourself as anything or come out to anybody until you're confident and sure of where how you feel and what 
where your stance is on everything. Because I think there needs to be an exploration process before you even start giving yourself a title that you're not necessarily sure if that's what it means to you. And you also don't have, like, nobody else, you don't owe it to anybody else. That's, like, the biggest thing we get when people call in talking about, like, sexuality and feeling obligated to come out to their friends and family. This is your thing. It's your Mm -hmm. thing, whether you're straight or not or whether you don't want to identify as a gender or anything like that. You don't owe it to anybody else to come out. It's not withholding anything from them. Like, this is your own personal thing. So I wouldn't, you, that period of exploration is already going to be enough for you to handle without worrying about, like, how you explain it to other people when you don't know how to explain it to yourself. That's what I would say. And honestly, the fact they're even, excuse me, already acknowledging it and calling it and trying to talk to people about it shows that you are already exploring it and not just repressing feelings that then Mm -hmm. you're going to regret later. So, yeah. Yeah, 100%. I would also say that um, just because you find somebody attractive doesn't mean you have to act on it in any way. I mean, there's probably guys she's found attractive from what it sounds like. She's always been attracted to guys. Now suddenly she's attracted to a girl and she doesn't know what to do. You don't necessarily need to do anything. Oh, absolutely not. But then also, if you just ignore it, then what if another girl comes up? Yeah, I don't think it should be ignored, but I think it sounds to me like she needs to do some, like, self-searching before she does anything. Yeah, I think treating it like flirting with anyone you find cute. I think that just treat it like that because I think that's just going about it the same way you would any other guy that you've had a crush on or something. Also, not to mention, this is a job. So, like, oh, be careful. Is it at work? Oh, yeah, work. (laughs) Yeah, it was a work situation. Yeah. It doesn't, oh. you can't, you, sometimes you can shit where you eat, but I don't know. It's a little risky. Yeah. You can, I mean, like, I think if you flirt and put the feelers out, you also, I mean, we all know when you flirt with somebody and you can tell if they're into it or not. I think if you can go with that and then, yeah, but I mean the work thing, you're right. That does offer, <laughs> forgot about that. That does offer a little bit of I think the issue. issue she's having is she's like, does this mean that like, I'm gay? Like represent all women. Yeah. Does this mean that I'm gay now? And does it mean... You know, and, and how is that going to complicate my life and my goals? And I don't, what I'm saying is it doesn't necessarily mean any of those no, things. No, it doesn't mean, it yeah. could mean you're gay. It could mean you're not gay. It could also mean that you're just, I as mean, you said, sexuality is a spectrum. Maybe yeah. that's one girl that you thought was attractive and you're never going to run into another girl that you think is attractive again. And, and you're going to fall in love fine. with a guy and 100%. get married and all that stuff. But I think you just have to be open to that. Um, and I also would say I had a friend who... <laughs> She's not listening. I had a friend who on coming out day in high school came out as being bi because she found this one girl that we went to school with. This girl's fucking gorgeous. Like beautiful. Like everyone thinks she She's literally <laughs> absolutely beautiful. And our my our friend was like she's like she liked her. She really really liked her. Now at 24, that is the only girl my friend has ever liked like that. And she's only been with men ever since. And even now she's like I don't know. I was young. I identified as bi. Now it's like it's not like I mean, that's also the thing that like, people think like, even like when you like talk about like bi people, like anyone who's identifying as bi, it's like, oh, wow, you like all girls and guys. I'm like, me as an identified straight person, I don't like all guys. Like, <laughs> what? I literally. Like, <laughs> the, it is It is so, I can't even, I only like one gender and still fucking impossibly hard yeah. for me to find one no, that I actually like. And so I think also like you don't have to cho- say like, oh, well shit, now I like all girls and guys and now I'm obligated to find all women. I'm sexually attracted to all women now. That's definitely... I don't think you have to put any labels like that on it. But I think if you're curious about it, throw on some gay porn. See if you're like, do I like this? Am I into this? Though I have heard that women get turned on by lesbian I've porn. I've heard that well as well. It's because it, We watched that documentary, yeah. Hot Girls Wanted, on yes. HBO. It was very interesting. Very interesting. Yeah. 
yeah, just know that like the, you obviously know because you're calling into this podcast, but like the world is not Kansas. Yeah. So as much as it sounds like this is something that's not acceptable where you are, I wouldn't let that kind of, um, I don't know, like halt your potential journey and kind of exploring it. Cause there's definitely people who are exploring their sexuality everywhere. And, um, you know, definitely. not that you should go to your parents tomorrow and have this talk, but also I've seen a lot of incidents, incidents in the past where parents really did surprise yeah. their kids where the kids thought that they were going to like disown them. And then they mm-hmm. ended up being 100% supportive. Yeah. Oh, on to the next call. I got distracted because I was being funny. I'm 20 years old. And one of my best guy friends actually just got out of like a year relationship with this girl. And it, the reason he broke up with her is because he found out that she was like extremely manipulative and just like a terrible person. So basically he broke up with her in like the nicest way possible. He did everything he could, but she still won't leave him alone. And she's persistently calling him, um, was Facebook messaging him. And he ended up blocking her on everything like phone, every social media, like you name it. And she managed to find like five different other phones and is still calling him. Um, And she's also threatening like to do something. She says she might do something stupid if he doesn't answer her. And by that, she means like, like hurt herself. And it's just like, it's like, she's like threatening him, like saying like, if you don't answer me, then I'm going to do something stupid. And if she does, he's going to have to live with that for the rest of his life. And it's not his fault. Like, he explained everything to her, and he just wants her to move on and just so they can both be at peace. But she's continuing to bother him, and we just don't know what to do. I've tried to help him as best as I could, but I don't want her to hurt herself. I just want her to just stop bothering him and to leave him alone. Oh, my God. Do you want to hear something crazy? I've, I've been in that exact position. And I have a friend that has too. Exact I, same I've thing. been the friend of the guy in that ex- literally. I thought you were going to say something else. I was like, so no, I. I, <laughs> what? I've been, I was the girl. Guys! <laughs> 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 oh my God. <laughs> we love you. I'm not that crazy. I need a new Just cell kidding. phone number, Lily. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> guys, guys. No, this better I, not be blocked. <laughs> I, I used to be, um, I was friends with a couple, a guy and a girl. And I had originally had been closer friends with the girl and I had the discovery of her being like a very toxic friend of being just like really manipulative, but in like our friendship. And so her and I severed ties as friends and not behind her back, but her boyfriend and I always were, I became friends with them at the same time, really. Like, even though I was better friends with her because we were both just girls at that time. Like, I mean, I'm still a girl, but like, we just were better friends. But so I maintained the friendship with the guy through, but he was pretty respectful of the fact that she really, really hated me when we stopped being friends and was like very manipulative and super like just raging bitch to me after. And then when they broke up, him and I had always remained in contact and stayed friends. And the exact same thing happened with she literally, oh God, this is so bad. There was literally one day where she put her car on neutral and was like, I will lay in front of my car if you do not get back together with me. And it was like, there was all this stuff that went on forever and forever. And it's hard because it's, it's so hard as a friend too, because you're trying to be there for your friend even though you you can't be held, be held accountable for all of his actions. Like there is something like you're not actually in the situation. So you can't really tell someone what to do because they're they're acting out of 
love, prior love that they have for this person, not wanting this person to hurt themselves. And what we honestly ended up doing, I don't know how old you are, but I also think it's kind of, it doesn't really matter. We called her, we told her parents. That's okay. And so that's, that's what, what we had to say. do. And it, and I will be honest, it did not go well. Her parents didn't believe us, didn't buy any of it. We showed everything. We like, we literally had a group of people who came over who were in this different parts of this person's life. And because none of us were actively in this girl's life, her parents just we're listening to the girl saying that we had all been these terrible people and it took a long time, but it finally, she was able to finally like they, even if people, if like her parents or whoever is there with her and has that kind of, I don't want to say like power control, but who can see that influence. Yeah. Even if they don't see it automatically, if you plant that seed in their head, they're more susceptible to seeing the signs as it goes on. And that was like the only thing we could figure out what to do. And it's, it's super, super sucked. But I just, that's the only way that I would say that I think you tackle that. Um, Same situation. I have a friend that he was the guy in the situation and he had a girl that was literally threatening to kill herself if he broke up with her. Mm -hmm. And he's like, oh my God, then I can't break up with her. Like, what am I going to do? So he just kept hanging out with her because he's just a really sweet guy. And he like didn't want to have her hurt herself. Eventually she started, even when they'd hang out, like he, a friend would text him. And like, while they were still like, he's like, reluctantly hanging out with her a friend would text and she would and it would be a girl it'll never be freak out so she was always she base base problem here is the girl is has some issues like has a lot of mental problems that Mm -hmm. she needs to maybe go to therapy for 100 but um he ended up having he called the sister and he was like i think you need to come meet my sister she's like going off the deep end something's wrong and the sister already did know so at least it Mm -hmm. wasn't like that situation but like honestly at that point, I was going to say like a restraining order after the phone calls and stuff. But like, I don't even know, aside from a family member. And if you're 20, you're probably in college. So I don't know if you are in contact with their family or can, I mean, maybe stalk them on Facebook and yeah. send them a message or something. Like that's what I would, someone who's in, who, who, who has some influence in their life that they would like actually listen to yeah. that they aren't going to pull the same manipulative, manipulative shit on them. Yeah. And, or even just someone who you, you need to relinquish this kind of weight to somebody who can do more about it than you guys can. Do you know what I mean? Like whether it's like, if you're in college and you've got like a guidance counselor at school who literally has to take legal action if someone's threatening to hurt themselves, giving that responsibility of this whole situation to somebody like that, I think is important. So whether that's like a family member or something like that, and if someone's really threatening to like hurt themselves, there are hotlines you can call that you can get that sort of, yeah, have people talk. But it's also like, I would say too, there's as much as like we're calling her like a crazy bitch or whatever, like mental instability and stuff is like mental health problems in general are so common. And it's also in your mid twenties when a lot of that stuff comes to light and it's a journey and a process of people figuring out what's up with them. And that doesn't mean that people are necessarily terrible people. It's just, yeah. Like confused and lost in their own journey at the moment and then really feel like they need someone else to be there with them. And she, if she thinks he's the one, like she's, She's created this latch delusional thing in her mind, but that is all true. However, based on the call, when she was like, she turned out to be this very manipulative person. Yeah. And then once that was sort of exposed, you don't think she'll actually listen. Do this is the thing. This is an extremely common thing. It is. It's very common. I think 
everyone ask around. Mm -hmm. Everyone has. I mean, the fact that we both both just immediately had examples. I have two examples Mm -hmm. from my life. It's just it's it's so common. It's such a common thing, and it's what's one of the most manipulative things to do to somebody. If you don't give me what I want, I'm going to hurt myself, and then that's on you. Well, guess what? It's not on you. Yeah, it's still on them. Mm -hmm. My thirteen reasons why. Honestly, my recommendation would be um, he should break off all contact with her completely. And that needs to be the end of it. And then that needs to be communicated to her through a third party that says he's never going to talk to you ever again for the rest of your your life. That's it's just done. It's never happening again. And if you threaten to do something again, we're gonna fifty one fifty you, which is the code they use with for the, the, the medical hold. Yeah, and that's when the police actually show up and they take you to be examined because you've given you know they believe there's a credible threat of suicide. Yeah, not to make light of the situation. No, that's what Amanda Bynes had. Oh, damn. No one wants that. No one wants to be put into a hospital overnight for threatening observ- that though. That's it's not about threatening. It's about saying if you if you're going to tell us that we have to we have yeah. to take that yeah. threat seriously and we're gonna call the authorities because I'm not gonna let that be put on him. Mm-hmm. And that's true. That's what we're going to do. So it's in your best interest to just stop communicating because he's never going to talk to you again. And he won't even be the one to make the call. It'll be me. Yeah. And I think that's really But do you think the friend should have to put that on her? Or do you think like, not necessarily her? But I mean, if she if their, she wants if to help, in, and it sounds like she does because yeah. that's why she's calling. Yeah. I mean, that's the only thing they can do. Versus that, it's really just you got to ignore it. I mean, the thing is, chances are she's not going to do anything, especially because of you know what you've described as her being a very manipulative person. So your best bet is just sort of just cut all ties, and eventually she will move on when she realizes yeah. there's just nothing I can do. Maybe eventually she'll run out of phones to borrow. Because, yeah, like, that's crazy. Five own- different numbers. Hopefully, she's but eventually, siblings. but you know, and look, I I can understand that you know she's heartbroken and she doesn't know what else to do, and she's acting out of desperation because she's heartbroken. I can kind of kind of understand that. I mean, she's acting crazy. Yeah, but my my thing is just like ju- for me the thing is the if this was a 27-year-old, my advice would be totally different, but just at 20, that for like that's something like that schizophrenia, bipolar, all that stuff, like that's when that kicks that's in. True. Like I didn't have anxiety, like terrible anxiety yeah. until I was like 20, 21. And that's something where like I think and the girl that I'm talking about has been diagnosed as like manic bipolar. Sure. And so I think the thing is like I feel like as as I would I would totally I would totally do that, but I would also tell some authority. If you're at school, yeah. tell somebody at school just because I, my only fear is that, that I'm like, because if you feel exiled by your boyfriend and this other girl comes in and suddenly you, these are the only people, maybe no one else in her life is like really noticing it and she doesn't have a ton of other people or whatever. And then this, that's just like closing in on you. You feel so incredibly alone. And it's like, well, I can't call him because if I call him, he's going to threaten to call the police on me. So like, I'm just, not that I'm saying she would do something like, like, rash there but that for no, me that's on my side, fear it could You're be that she them- is manipulative and she is never gonna do it but on the other hand what if she is super unstable yeah. like Ryan says and then she will do it and then because you that's you're wanna- putting them into like a stick like just a corner and I think that's but, just but either way you're covered I mean if well, she either way if it's she- not your fault it's, no, it's, it's never your fault yeah. I just mean like just just as like a 20 year old that for me the thing that I would automatically do is relinquish that sort of feeling of responsibility onto somebody who had who can do more than I can. Which is why I was saying that cuz it's like cuz if she is being serious then you know a 5150 is what she needs. Yeah. But what if you tell her that you'll do that and then she's like then I'm just going to kill myself. I think that's extremely yeah. unlikely. Yeah. Yeah. 
I'm just thinking the worst, especially case if she is doing it to be dramatic and just scare them into. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and again, like you could say, and, and then that can be what, what is communicated. So yeah. I need to know, are you being serious? Cause if so, I need to call the authorities right now. Yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, you're not responsible for somebody else's actions if they decide they want to hurt themselves, no. regardless of their threats. No. But as she said, it's like that. It's even that, you know, it's even not legally, your fault, that's, that's still going to live with on you, you for sure. Yeah. yeah, that's why I would get other people involved. That's what I would say too. Authority figures, for yeah. Sure. I think that's. I think that's. I think that's exactly it. And also, it's not like Jack is saying. I wouldn't. I he needs to cut all ties with her, and I think that needs to be communicated that it's not going to happen because if something is going on, whether she's doing it for attention or she's doing it because like there's something else going on, by by caving in to these demands that she has, it's not helping her. Even if no, she makes it seem like enabling it's helping, it more. It is. And it's just, it's not either she needs to get help and it's making it, it's making it better for a little bit so no one else is noticing. So she's not getting further help. Or if she's just being crazy, it's just making her be like, oh, this is what I can do and this works. So I'm just going to keep doing this. So I would have him cut ties, get an authority involved and have them just do, yeah, do the thing being like, if you, if we need to talk about if this is like a real serious thing. And also if you get the authorities involved too, you can also mention like not for nothing too, but she's harassing me. Yeah. She's calling me from five different yeah. phones. And like, that can be part of the action that they take is like basically being like, you, get a restraining you, need, order. you not necessarily even taking it that far, but having the police show up at your house and being like, are you trying to hurt yourself? And will you stop harassing this person mm-hmm. yeah. is will often nip things in the bud. Yeah. So, yeah. Okay. We're going to take a break on that really light uplifting note, guys, we're going to take a break. (laughs) This episode of don't blame me is brought to you by me reading nice things about myself that you guys have left on the Apple podcast app. Yes, you heard me right. I'm going to go through and read some wonderful reviews that you guys have left for the podcast, which is just honestly incentive for you guys to leave other nice five-star reviews because it makes me feel good about myself. And it also helps people discover our podcast, which, I mean, you could also share it with friends, which I would also love, but leaving reviews makes us feel good and helps the podcast out. So if you want to help the podcast out, help us out. So I'm going to read you a review. This was published on October 19th by Chloe232677. Also, what is the significance of all of those numbers in your life? And she has said, I've been listening to this podcast since Megan started it, and I'm enjoying it more and more as I go. Megan has such a wonderful podcast voice when I speak English correctly. I added that part in. And her attitude is both insightful and bubbly. I also love how her producer, Jack Ferry, adds his own advice and insight if he feels he needs to. This podcast is both very entertaining and helpful for anyone in any type of relationship, friendship, or more. I cannot say enough good things about this podcast, so just go listen to it already. Thank you so much, Chloe. That is so nice. Jack will be happy to hear it. He loves when people tell him that they like him talking. It makes him feel good. Thank you so much. And let's find another good one. Um... Oh, She's My Favorite by Reckless Yagami. I've been a fan of Megan for many years, but her on her podcast is my favorite thing ever. Also, I love Jack. (laughs) Bring Grace Helbig. That'd be fun. Grace, come on. Ooh, someone has ADHD too. My life. I love it. So professional. You're a natural. Also, professional is not the word I would use to describe this podcast. So thank you. It's also never a word I've gotten about myself. That's like, you know, you get like first impressions. Like, you're like, oh, I get that a lot. Like looking like a celebrity. Professional is not one I get. Neither is warm. I get cold as a first impression a lot. 
This is by NatCat21. Great podcast. I honestly can't believe you only started recording earlier this year. You and Jack have such a great on-air relationship and the quality is outstanding. Keep up the good work. I'll be listening from my car. Wow. Thank you. Everybody here thanks you for applauding the quality of this. And I love the quality of this as well. I hate podcasts with shitty audio. This is the last one I'm going to read. And the title of this review is Difficult to Listen While Eating. I also, it's not listened to. Just difficult to listen while eating by Cranberry Potatoes. <laughs> Megan Rinks, I'm going to overlook that you spelled my last name wrong. It's totally okay. Has some bizarre listeners who lives may or may not be the plots of early 2000s teens dramas, but she gives hilarious advice to all of them. Is the advice always sound? Probably not, but can you blame, you can't blame her when the problems she's given are so out there. No, you can't. <laughs> I enjoy this in the car, hanging out alone with my coworkers and while I'm putting on makeup. Disclaimer, while this is hilarious in most circumstances and motivates me to be nosy about my friends' lives, it is difficult to listen to while eating. <laughs> I love that review. Um, I I really would love to get some like people, list, videos of people listening to the podcast and like spit takes of, they like spit out their food or their water as they're laughing when they listen to it. That would make me feel good inside too. So if you guys want to leave us a review, go to the Apple Podcast app and you can Leave it there. Please rate five stars. I feel needy and desperate asking for it, but I mean, I'm a YouTuber. I ask you to like and subscribe and click that notification bell. This is way easier for you guys to do. Way, 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 way easier. So um, yeah, that's all um, the self-promo I'm going to be doing. So let's just get back to me talking about myself. (laughs) Or turning your advice questions into me just talking about myself. Okay, guys, we are back from our break and on to another call. Hi, Megan. My name is Emily. I'm 18 years old. Um, So I was just wondering about your opinion of weed and, you know, pot, the devil's lettuce, whatever. Um, My best friend is pretty much like she's definitely a stoner, like a full time stoner. Um, And we used to hang out all the time and like, just like sleep over at each other's houses and stuff um you know normally like kids and it was really great and now like literally every time I see her or we get to hang out it's just like getting high and it's 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 great like I I don't hate it but I kind of miss our old friendship um and I don't really know if it's like bad like but I, and I don't have a strong enough opinion about it to, like, say something. Um, so I just don't really know what to do. So I had a similar situation happen in the beginning of college. I think this college. happens to literally everybody when they discover weed. And that's what I was just going to say. Like I don't know when she started smoking. But yeah. I think one thing that does happen is when you first discover it's like, wow, this is amazing. Yeah. And then they do want to do it all the time. And I had a similar situation that one of my best friends started smoking more and I was like, oh, but we used to just like yeah. watch movies. But now before we watch movies, she wanted to get high. And I was like, I mean, okay, like it's mm-hmm. fine. But then she like, well, didn't talk that much. And it just felt a little different. Yeah. And I remember I got like kind of upset about it for a little while. And then it she grew up and then she like didn't smoke every day. So I think it's, that's what, exactly what I was going to say. I was like, this sounds, phase. it sounds like a phase. And I think this is kind of like everybody has had that friend in whether it's like high school or like middle school or anything like that. Um, I mean, hopefully not middle school, but like, yeah, like or no, college. Don't, don't do drugs, kid. Yeah, no, but I think like, that's just, that's kind of a thing. Um, and I mean, I, I remember I definitely went through like phases of like my, like having friends or guys that I dated who were just like, all we did, it was, it wasn't, 
like just <laughs> the word I would use is not functioning stoner. And you're like, okay, this is like, sure, we can have fun and get high at a party or whatever. But like, this is just like now the person that I like and the stuff we like to do is now being compromised by this. And so I think if it's a matter of, um, not that I'm saying like hanging out with her less, but I think like, yeah, you could confront it and then... Or also, I would also not like be passive aggressive about it, but I'm like, why don't you just like invite her to go out of the house? Like, why don't we go do something like this? Because I think also it's such like an idle, um, especially when you like first start smoking, it's such like an idle, like it's actually an activity. You're like, oh, let's come over. Let's just get high. But it's like plan something, like go out of the house, go do something. It might be coming from the fact that she's just bored. Like maybe that's what it is. Maybe it's that. And maybe if you suggest doing some of the stuff you used to do before. And I know, and if it does begin to like really bother you and you really do feel like it's affecting your friendship, I know a lot of people don't think that it, when they're high, that it really affects them that much. So she might not realize yeah. that things have changed. And for her, it's totally the same. So if you maybe bring it up, she could be more conscious of when she's doing it. Or if you really don't feel comfortable with her doing it or like plan, like if that's what you want to do one day, but yeah, then otherwise don't, like- Yeah, don't hang out five have a, days a week. Exactly. Well, because I also think there's something with like, I, I mean, I'm not like a fan of myself personally. I don't like being feeling like out of control, any sort of mind altering substance. I don't like that because I like feeling in control and I get uncomfortable when other people aren't in control of themselves. And I feel like they're loose cannons kind of a thing. But then also at the same time, that doesn't mean like I'm never going to go to a party or I'm never going to hang out with someone like that. So I think like you just need to feel out how you're feeling about something. Exactly. Like Lily's saying like, don't hang out. Like if there's one night where like you want to get high and like watch despicable me fucking do it. <laughs> but then if there's like a, another night, when you don't want to do something like that, I think you can look to other friends to fulfill that or invite her to do something that she wouldn't be high for. But then also if you do feel like it's getting in the way of like other parts of her life, like whether there, well, school, and that could also mean that that there's a reason why yeah, she's doing that's it so what much. I was if she say. is depressed or she is feeling really anxious. Yeah. Talk to her. Maybe, maybe open that like dialogue of being like, Hey, I just feel like you've been like smoking a ton recently. And I just want to make sure you're okay. Yeah. I don't know if like, are you, I don't know if like you've been like feeling a certain way or something like that. Like, I just want to make sure that like we can have like a friendship where you can be honest with me if you're feeling like anxious or anything like that, because I mean, medical marijuana is a thing dub yeah. there's also a ton of like self-medicating that people do with lots of sort of substances in general um and then just talking to her about that but that honestly i literally think it's our first thing that we said where it's just a face yeah <laughs> like that's when such... especially 18 it's not like that's, that's when I, yeah like, we obviously don't know how long when she started and stuff but yeah that's the definition of like i always joke that's, about i had a stoner phase like, well, and that's when you're 18 it's like oh it's cool yeah yeah oh, weed. but then like literally as you get older it's like a lot of people do smoke and it's not a huge deal. And there you learn there is also a huge stigma and it's not mm -hmm. like cool to That's be what like I was gonna say. It's no longer it. cool to just be like, yeah, I'm just going to like smoke a ton. Fun little side story. I was at a bar one time recently and I'm me and my friend are like on the patio and there's this group of uh, kids next to us. They're probably like 21. They, they're old enough to be drinking. And um, one of them is whipping out his they container been. of weed. No, oh. no. Full container of weed oh, well. and pipe underneath the what? table at this bar and me and my friend are like eating like our cheese fries and beers and we're like looking over and he's like yeah look how dank this cush is oh. and me and my friend look at each other like oh wow they just moved to california yeah yeah and then literally we hear two minutes later that they're like yeah well like i went home the other day to the valley and i'm like oh mm. you're from yeah. california but wow. they were young kids and they definitely were like trying it's to talk it up because they think it's really cool yeah. 
So I think when someone first discovers it, it is much more of like a, Ooh, I'm mm-hmm. doing something kind of wrong. Yeah. But, but I feel like cool about it. Yeah. That I would say that that phase kind of, that kind of dies. Down. I would hope so. Yeah. yeah. I think everyone has that or had that friend or yeah, I went through a stoner phase. I'll admit it. And people grow apart for different reasons too. Yeah, so not Might to not say just that you should weight. just, exactly. Yeah. It's like maybe her interests are changing. Yeah. yeah. Maybe you're growing up to be different people. Mm-hmm. A high person and not a high person. And you can always stay friends with someone that you don't always have to be like best, best yeah. friends. Yeah. I always say there's you can have different like, relationships friendships that serve different purposes in your life. 100%. Like friends that you have some common interest with that you wouldn't, not your target friend, but like your friend, you're like, oh, we love doing this together kind of a thing. Mm-hmm. She can be your fun friend. Okay. You'll be fine. On to the next call. Hi, Megan. I am 22 years old, and I have been in a relationship with my boyfriend for six years. I love him to death. He's been incredibly supportive of me through all my anxiety, depression, and, you know, demons in the closet kind of things. Uh, But recently, with the whole Me Too uh, thing going on on Twitter and Facebook for victims of sexual harassment and assault, which is incredible. Um, We were talking about it and he told me that him too, which was shocking to me. And, you know, being together for six years, I thought that I already knew almost everything about him. And I said, you too? And he said, yes, I've never told anybody. So I guess my question with all of this is, how do I get him to tell me? Not that he won't ever tell me, but it's literally eating me up inside. I'm trying to be as respectful as possible and give him space and allow him to talk to me about it when he wants to talk to me about it. Obviously, he never has. If we've been together for six years, I've known each other for eight, and this has never come up. So um, any advice on delicately addressing the situation? Ay, ay, ay. First first off, he's absolutely not alone, as I'm sure you know from all those posts. And recently, which I think is, I mean, not amazing that it's happened, amazing that it's coming forward is a lot of men. Yeah. Because that's not something you hear about a lot, even though you you don't hear about this. Like, people don't come forward about this stuff in general, but especially Mm -hmm. men. And it's way more common than people think. You're not going to like what I'm going to have to say. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) You can't. Like, that's not... It's he, even though you've been together for six years, know each other for eight, he doesn't owe you this. This is like, this is 100% his thing. And as much as you might think if you were in the same situation, you would want to talk about it with your partner. It has nothing to do with you. And it has no, it doesn't speak any testament towards how much he wants to share with you. And you, you might think that if you were in this position, you would want to talk about it with him and share it with him. And you might, that might, if that was the case, but that doesn't mean that he has to, it doesn't mean that he like doesn't trust you or love you or want to open up that part of his past to you. But it's just like, that's like not, it's, it's the fact that he's even come forward and even just said that that needs to be enough. And it needs to be like, you can, I think it, I'm sure you've already said this to him, but even if you, if it comes up again and just saying, or even if you want to bring it up and just be like, Hey, I just want to let you know. Um, I just, if you ever want to talk about it, I'm totally here. I'm never going to pressure you to talk about it. We never have to talk about it if you don't want to, but I want you to know it doesn't have to be today. It can be like years down the road, but just know you, I'm 
I will always be here to listen if you ever want to talk about it. And you don't. If you don't want to, you don't have to. But I just want you to know that you can always talk to me about that. And then, like, fucking put on Jeopardy and, like, move on from that. Mm -hmm. 100%. And also, I mean, because you have to really think about the reason that this whole Me Too thing is such a thing right now is because all of these people were too either embarrassed or ashamed or they felt like it was their fault or they just didn't feel like anyone would care or that they got silenced by Mm -hmm. someone from an authority figure. But that there's so many reasons that people are finally coming out. But And the fact that he was able to tell you is such a huge thing for him, obviously. If he's been dating you for six years, then that's like, you guys know probably everything about each other. Mm -hmm. And I'm sure that this was jarring to hear but the fact that he even trusts you enough to tell you that it happened is a huge deal. And maybe in another six years, was, he'll be yeah. ready to tell you the rest. But that's definitely on his time and he'll need to figure out when he's comfortable. And it could for him be like that it's an embarrassing thing and he doesn't want you to then think about that anytime. If it's something sexual, mm-hmm. then whenever you are sexual, are you going to be thinking about that? He doesn't want to taint your perception of him. Yeah. Or maybe maybe he's he's dealt with this. Yeah. Maybe as a part of he's moved past this and moved through this and he doesn't want to relive it. And if maybe if it's something in his past where he's now surrounded by people who don't know that about him. And it's not something that he wants people to know about, not because I also there this huge thing that comes up in general on this podcast with people talking about like trying to get other people to talk to them about things is they feel that they need that that would help this person. They, they're afraid and worried and thinking that this person is battling all of this stuff and it would make it better if they just talk to you about it. And that's just not, it's like with, with coming out, like when people want their friends to come out to each other or like you want your brother to come out to you or anything like that, that it, despite the fact that you think that that's going to help, you don't get to make that call. When you just have to remember that them telling you them not telling you is not them lying to you it's no. not them doing anything in spite of you it's something that and it's, it's they're not, coming to terms with and still. it's not them not dealing exactly. with it either like that's something that it's it's not something that you necessarily need to involve other people in and I think it takes years for people to yeah come forward with that kind of stuff and I don't think yeah it's just it's 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 also just like opening like a terrible wound and like opening a terrible Pandora's box closet of something. And I think the best thing you can do as a partner is just to be there to listen when and if he wants to talk to you about it. But if you put this pressure on him, for him, it's like, why is this such, this doesn't define me. This isn't who I am. It's something that's so personal to someone, but at the same time had, was completely out of It's a complete isolated incident. So it's not like it characterizes them in any way. But it still is such a huge part of them yeah. that I, that would be hard to share because you don't feel like it, it's something that it doesn't. Yeah. yeah. If it doesn't affect if he in his mind doesn't want to talk about it, if, like in the sense of if you're worried, it's like affecting your relationship. You didn't know this isn't something that you're like, I feel like something's off and something's weird. And he wanted to like that. He's sitting down to talk to you about some sort of like like anything like triggering or stuff like that. I don't think that's your place to kind of tell him how to handle that. That's kind of how I feel with everything. So when people go through personal issues, you can't really tell them how to handle it or what the right way to handle it is. 
because even if it's not how you would handle it, doesn't mean that it's the wrong way. There's no wrong way to deal with something. And I think just like Lily said, like if it took six years or however long it happened for him to talk about this, this, if you're also the first person he that's told, what I was just going to say, not that this is something that's like you, sh- I, I feel like the wording is going to be weird when I say it, but like you should be honored that he did he trust, trust you, you enough yeah. and to- you were the one person he was able to tell, even if he's not going to go into detail that's, that's a it. Big that's step. what you've got. And yeah. so feeling like you're like, I, we knew everything about each other. And like, he didn't tell me this. I'm like, now you're the only one who knows. And that's already hard enough. And that needs to be enough. That's more than enough in this situation. He doesn't owe it to you. And the fact that he told you this now, that needs to be like, that needs to be totally it for you. But I think if you want to just, I'm again, I think you've probably already told him, like, I'm always here to listen. If you ever want to talk about it, I think you, if you didn't say that, you can say that and then just let him come to you if he wants to because it's it's also something people don't really want to be reminded about yeah, like it's exactly. not like no I think what you said is perfect like a very quick moment where you're like hey I don't mean to bring this up again I've been thinking mm-hmm. about it a lot just because I am so hurt for you and I just want you to know that I'm here if you ever want to talk about it but I'm not pressuring you I just I'm here if you mm-hmm. ever want yeah to. on whatever timetable that you exactly. want exactly and on like whatever terms you want to talk if you mm-hmm. ever want to and also just know like I like and even say like I'm never going to pressure you to talk about it and I love you unconditionally mm-hmm. the, and that that whatever happened or anything like that it doesn't change us and like I just want you to know I'm sure you already know how much I love you but like I love you and if you ever want to talk about it like I'm here mm-hmm. and then just yeah I think leave it at that because yeah that shit's fucking Ugh. Sending you both hugs. Yeah, lots of hugs. Mm-hmm. Okay, on to the next call. Hi, Megan. So, um, I'm called right, and I'm 22. I'm nearly 23 years old, and I'm from the UK. If you can't tell by my accent, um, and I've just started talking to this. Well, not just started. I've been talking to him for like a month. Um, like seriously, like talking a lot, not just on and off. And uh, he recently told me, like, yesterday, that actually he's trans. And I don't know how I feel about that and what to do about that. I don't know, like, where he is with his transition. Um, He just kind of dropped a bombshell and went, oh, yeah, by the way, I take testosterone. And I was like, okay, why? And he was like, oh, I'm trans. And I was like, okay, cool, like, whatever. But then I was thinking about it, and obviously, like, logistically, he's 29. So there's things like he's going in for a serious relationship when I'm 22, which, like, I don't get into things, like, heartedly, but still, he's going to be wanting kids, and then you have to think about all that. And does he want kids? Do I want kids? And, like, honestly, it's a lot. And I really liked him, and now I feel a bit like I've been catfished. And I know that's not right either, but kind of feels like it is so if you could help like please do because it's very struggling a lot and I don't know what to do about it because I don't want to be a dick like I don't care that he's trans that's fine but do I want to get into that I don't know well as you said that is a lot yeah process yeah probably for both of you that's where I'm at like I oh god I feel like I come at this being kind of an asshole all the time um but I'm it's I I'm literally only thinking about him in this situation, which sounds fucked up because you're the one who called. But um, I just can't begin to imagine what it would be like to navigate that kind of that situation. I don't um, I can't even like from either perspective, honestly. Yeah. Um, 
I think at the core of it, what's going to need to happen is you're going to have to have, and from my experience of any trans person that I've met, that they are usually very open to talking about what is going on with them, um, that I would have a very open conversation Mm -hmm. where you reveal your quote unquote concerns or just like thoughts about it and let them let you know where they're at in their journey slash Mm -hmm. life and what they're looking for. Yeah. That's my, my question is, is did, was the age a concern before? Because when you're mentioning like, oh, well, he's 29 and wants to have kids and so all that stuff, but you've been talking to him for a month regardless. So would, is the age the issue? Like, I don't mean to sound like an asshole, but I'm like, if the age was an issue, wouldn't that have already been an issue? it shouldn't change now. Yeah. I, why, why does the age matter now? That's what I'm wondering. Um, for, I mean, like, I think also what she said about like, not trying to sound like a dick, but saying that she felt like she was catfished. I understand that because you think one thing that you're talking to one person and something that is a big thing about someone's life Mm -hmm. that you would learn. And it sounds like she feels like she should have been told earlier, but from his perspective, like when is the right time to tell someone and And how do you do it? Also, how do you know if they're going to be okay with it? And, and I, I mean, like in my wishful thinking world, I hope to God, like, I hope fucking eventually we get to the point where like, if you identify as a different gender or no gender at all, the fact that you have to, if you've been born feeling like like being described as feeling as like you're in the wrong body and you were born as like a female and you are no in your core that you're a male spending the rest of your life saying, Hey, I used to be this have to like tell people that you're literally going back to like, do you know what I mean though? That's what you're I'm trying to say. It's like, the same thing. Yeah. At it's like, that's what you don't, life, you've do you ne- not, yeah. yeah. And like, you've never like, identified as that, but you have to come like come out to somebody and tell somebody this is what, I used, I used to be, this was the gender I was like born as that I've never identified with as, and I've never been that in my, like ever. And now I've taken upon myself and been able to like go through a transition and feel comfortable in my skin now, but I'm going to have to like come out to you to this thing that I don't even identify with. That they, and it's so sad because I feel like they're constantly having to convince people that's something when they're finally at peace with themselves. So But also it sounds like one of her concerns was she doesn't know how far along he is in becoming a man, Mm -hmm. which to some people might not matter at all. But if someone is like, uh, is it pre-surgery, Mm post-surgery? But I have a question for you is that would that matter? Or is that kind of a... Is that a safety net kind of? Is this going to be able to... And also I would say, I mean, if you've been talking to this guy for a month, that's an... I think that's a, I think that's a, if anything, an early time period to tell somebody like that. So I, I think that's more like very impressive on his part. Um, because I also, I mean, like I said, I wish people never even had to address that stuff. And if people want to like identify as something as being a part of their journey, they totally like that's up to them, but I don't think they should have to like anything like that. Um, but I think that's already like, if you're, and if he just said like, oh yeah, I take testosterone. It's like, why? It's like, oh, because I'm going through a transition. Yeah. Like that for me, I'm like, fuck yeah. That's just such a, 
yeah. like own like own that kind of part of your life thing. But well, I mean, you're allowed to have. I think you're allowed to have questions, right? And he's 100%. probably expecting the questions, exactly. which is why he yeah. said it. Yeah. This or like why yeah. he said that. And, and so that's, what I was saying is, usually I would say they want to be able to explain it because mm-hmm. they want to make the other person as comfortable. Yeah, as possible. he's not. Hi- he yeah. obviously he's isn't hiding, hiding it, it from you, right. and, and he um, could have. And a month long. That's. I think that's being okay. Well, open that was all now. I was going to say about the month is that. For me, I usually know right away whether I like someone. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm either getting butterflies or That's I'm what, like, exactly. I'm bored. So if you have been talking to this person for a month and you're really excited to talk to them every time, like, and you just haven't been intimate, so you didn't know that and they did tell you, one, that is, they didn't have to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And two, he, like, I don't know. That's what I mean. Like, like, you do, if you do like him, mm-hmm. then I think you owe it to him and yourself to have an open conversation mm-hmm. and explore what it could be. Yeah. Cause I mean the same thing with age, the age thing. I'm like all of these things that you're saying, like having like this stuff would have mattered week three. Yeah. Like not like, or week two, it's been four weeks, whatever. But do you know what I mean? Like yeah. this stuff, like you would have, it, it shouldn't be as much of a factor, but I think, yeah, I think we're definitely in the age of um, a lot of new territory with this kind of stuff, which I think is amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think ask if he's open for you asking questions. And then I also think there's there's a lot of privacy when it comes to like whether it's like surgeries and all that kind of stuff. So I would say this has been it's not an easy thing to I mean, it's not a physical thing or an emotional thing to like go through a transition. So I think treading lightly and being delicate around the situation and whatever he's comfortable sharing with you. Um, and, and yeah, I mean, also, also I hope we're not like just shitting on you and being oh, like, oh my God, you should do anything. Story like, of my life like, on this I have not ever had this situation Completely. happen to me yeah. and I don't know how I'd react mm-hmm. and it would be a very, I, it's uncharted it's, territory, it's new, yeah. something you've never dealt with before. So totally understand why you are asking mm-hmm. questions and like trying to get advice on it because it is something that you're not used to. Well, it's time for producer's corner. Oh, so we have yeah. a callback now from <gasps> the uh, girl that slept with all the brothers. I'll get, Lily, do you want me to give you a rundown of this episode, this call? Yes. Okay. So also give you a little bit of a premise. So yeah. she had called on a different episode um, and she had been dating this guy and she got invited to, I want to say it was some family function, mm-hmm. r- r- like reunion wedding or something like that. And she had never told this guy that previously in high school, she had dated his brother and then to get revenge on his brother mm-hmm. when they broke whoa, 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 up. Whoa, whoa, she's, wait, I mean, I even, okay. Okay. So she's dating someone. She's, she's dating, dating. They're like imagine, her boyfriend's brother she, in high school. She dated her boyfriend's brother in high school. And the boyfriend had know. no idea. Right. And then to get revenge on that high school boyfriend. Are they serious? Yes. Yes. How did. Hold brother, on. We don't. We we don't know. But here's the thing. So take him. Okay. You got okay, this. So I'm, I'm, I'm yeah. caught up. So now we're back in high school. Her. We're still back in high school. Her. Her back and that, dating the, bro- the brother. Yeah. Yeah. The, the, okay. Yeah. So the first brother. Brother number one. Yes. So they. Brother number one and her break up. She then hooks up with his twin. twin. They, <laughs> so there's three brothers. There's, yes, three, there's brothers. three brothers. Okay. So she hooked up. She dated. She dated one brother this in high bitch school. Is dark. Do you know? I fucking <laughs> love her. Fucking respect. <laughs> and so then she dates. So she fucked these two guys, and then whatever life goes on. She's years now later. Years later, she's is dating. This still part of a revenge plot. Or this no, she's in love with him. She's yeah. fully in love with him and dating this, like dating the third brother. He doesn't know, but both of them, they would all be at this family event. And she didn't know if she should tell him, but it's been good. So she been knew for like that over this a- guy was like related yeah. to the twin. Oh yeah, no, she, she knew. knew. They'd been dating for like a decent 
a, like a yeah, like a wild. This seems weird though. How did the twins not? Know? That's what I said too. So let's listen. I'm so if fucking he excited. Didn't know. I mean, I'm fucking stoked. My name is. I am 22 years old, and these are the details from my breakup blowout with the twins, uh, Stephen and Brad, and my boyfriend Adam, or ex-boyfriend. So I was over at a family event. It was a family dinner. Uh, lots of aunts and uncles were over as well. So it was this pretty big thing where they were int- where Adam was introducing me to his family. I was getting to meet his mom one-on-one, his dad one-on-one. And lo and behold, his brothers, Stephen and Brad, I've changed their names for obvious reasons, walk in the front door from their places downtown Toronto. And essentially, we all just stop our tracks and we're just like, shit. You knew this, this is about to get real. And it did. So after dinner, dinner was very awkward, by the way. We just sat in silence, like kissing me, and his brothers looked livid. Let me tell you, they fork and just shake me. Like it was bad. Um, but they didn't think, thankfully, since I'm still here. Um, but after dinner, it was when I decided that I should probably say something oh to Adam God, and the twins before the twins say something to Adam. And that was when all the adults were in the living room, just sitting around drinking. And With his parents. Some of the cousins had some, a lot of them had babies and things oh like God. that. And uh, the brothers, Adam, Stephen, and Brad are the only ones that aren't married with children. So it made it easier for us to just hang around afterwards. Uh, I suggested we go into the basement and we all have a conversation and introduce ourselves because I didn't want Adam to catch on necessarily to what was happening. But once we sat down, I basically stated, look, this is going to be really awkward and you're probably going to fucking hate me after this, but I have not only gone on a date with each of your brothers, but I have left of your brothers. This is episode of Maury's um, One Tree Hill. I only slept with Steven once after our first date and he ghosted me afterwards but with Brad I slept with him twice and I stayed at his place downtown a few times. So I slept with him more than twice. Oh that's awkward. Oh that's real awkward. Um, And Adam lost it. Lost it. Completely lost it. I just remember never thinking somebody could ever get this angry. And I knew he wasn't a violent person. He wasn't going to hit me. I didn't feel like I was going to attack. But his brothers used the the words sociopath. What? No. And then borderline psychotic as well, which was my absolute favorite because they're assholes for obvious reasons. Um, And then from that point forward, um, I just remember Adam just going blank. Like, he just went white as a ghost, and he looked at me, looked at both of his brothers, and the question that literally just flew out of his mouth was, which one's better? No! <laughs> and I was just like, oh, you, of course. And he's like, oh no, no, of the brothers. He's like, out of Brad and Steven, oh which one of them is better? Oh, my God! And it was very confrontational. It was just 
I was just like, look, like, I don't, I'm not going to answer that question because neither of them can compare to you. Like, I was really trying to bring him up and make him feel like, oh, this girl loves me. But he was not having it. And then so I was starting to get angry. I was getting livid at this point. And I just, I looked at him. I said, you really think I'm going to answer that question? And I sounded disgusted at this point. But then he made the comment. He said, well, I'm like, I just just so frustrated. And I remember him looking at me and saying that he can never, ever, never, ever, ever, ever look at me again without picturing me on top of his brother. Ew, wait, that's, ew. And first of all, my first response is, you think I'd be on top? (laughs) He didn't like that first at all, actually. Um, And then from that point forward, there was just a lot of arguing. Uh, Brad and Steven basically told me that I need to get out of the house, and I agreed, so I picked up my purse, and his mom was just like, oh, why, what, like, what was going on downstairs? Is everything okay? Why do you look like you've been crying? And I was red and sobbing and angry, and I just told, I looked at her, and I told her, you have lovely sons, and I just walked straight out of the front door. Um, and to this day, um, I've only spoken to Brad once, and he told me that I was psychotic and a sociopath, and that I, the next person I just need to get with in the family is the dad, and I was disgusted with that, and I don't talk to Steven at all, he's blocked me on everything, Adam, and I actually, he just messaged me before I called, actually, and him and I are kind of on friendly terms, but not really, because it's just really awkward still, and that's the whole situation. Every day is a different day, and I have plenty of stories where that came from. You've more. Uh, my love life is a complete shit fest. Oh my god! All I right. Hear so I'm just gonna leave on that note. Oh my fucking god! That was I'm like so mad that I have to go back to work in a minute because <laughs> I would love to say and talk about this for She's hours. She's my favorite person in the world. When. She- <laughs> When she said, you think I'd be on top? I could not. She's a, like, bitch, I love you. Oh, my God. I hate confrontations so much that I, like, can't even fathom being in that situation and still being able to be such a fucking And also smart. Like, that's like, like, damn, girl. Like, you're, like, these these comebacks, all of it, like, you have lovely sons. Like, ma'am, your life is scripted. Like, you should be a writer and also give me the rights to your life to make a movie. That was amazing. Thank you so much. That is more than I could have ever asked for. Oh, P.S. I feel like you should stop talking to him. I feel like oh, there's, there's no future She's done. That. She's and she's done. talking to the brothers too. Yet. But they're yeah. friendly. And she's talking to I'm one of the twins too. No, because no, no. One of, no, Brad, Brad Messenger and told her he, she was like a psycho. So, oh, yeah, like, yeah. so he they're just not did a talking, final but note she said of it, saying that. Her and Adam are kind of friendly. I'm like, yeah. Adam said he wasn't ever going to look at you. She said they were like kind of friendly, but like whatever. She's over. Like, yeah, no, you sound like you've like. Ma'am, wow, you, that was amazing. Dude, right? <laughs> like, slow fucking clap. I would also... This is like the most pathetic I know. slow clap ever. <laughs> I have my arm brace on. I really want to... Like, can you... I just want to... I want to go to coffee with you. I want to hear all about this. This is amazing. I fucking... Oh, good God, I loved it. 
Um, but th- you really also, I, let's follow up. You did not take any of my advice. None of my advice was taken. You, you I did, can't believe you, you went did. and did. She did. Like, that was, so after dinner, we said. That was the one thing I said. Mean after? I was like, do not walk into this place having not told Adam. Don't let Adam walk into it. And she's like, yeah, fuck that. Let's do it after I just wonder your reasoning. Like, did you think that they're like, oh, hopefully they forgot about me. Yeah. Did she think she got like a Megan Rink's nose job? And it's like, maybe they won't recognize oh God, me. I would have died if you would have showed up just in full disguise. Oh, like Hocus Pocus. <laughs> yes. Jessica Parker. They're like, ah, oh, it's Halloween, right? Yeah. I'm like, what are you doing? Wow. I love that that was amazing thank you for calling back you're i would love to hear more yeah she said she has more stories i would love some more stories all of the stories also what's your name maybe we could have a segment story time with blah blah blah. you can tell us about seriously you can tell us about like your latest dates entertaining than ours oh my god yeah because i'm don't go on dates anymore but thank you so much is that, is that, that's our, that's, that's it. That's it for our show. Lily, thanks for being on. Thanks for having me. I feel like I've gone through so many emotional roller coasters while I'm here. I, I'm like sweating. Oh, me always. Every time we, every time we record, I'm like, I'm in a full blown like, sweat. Like tears, goosebumps, laughing, cry. Oh, it's great. It was good. It was, it was up and down. We had great. a whole arc. I loved, loved it. it. Where can people find you on um the internet? Oh, you know, at Lily underscore Marston on the social meds or on all of Clever's channels. Hey, doing weird yeah. things. Hey, yeah. 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 And I want to put Lily on my YouTube channel again soon, guys. So what should we do? If you guys want to leave us a review for the podcast on the Apple podcast app. Only good ones. That Only good ones. Five star. We're Ubers here. We would love that. And if you want to leave a voicemail and call us in, maybe you've fucked some twins. We would love to hear about it. Obviously, we're very entertained. <laughs> leave us a voicemail at 310-694-0976. Again, 310-694-0976. And fuck yeah, that's memorized for at least the next five minutes. I'm impressed. <laughs> yeah, it, it took a while earlier. <laughs> and if you're an international caller, you can send us a voice memo. Just record it on your phone and email it to meganpodcast at gmail.com. We want to keep them clear and concise unless you're the girl calling back who fucked the twins, in which case you can leave as many voicemails as you want. You're a fucking legend. Um, Yeah, we really enjoy um, doing this. So would love to hear your feedback and all of that stuff. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Share it with your friends. Share it with your family. Make your dog listen. Send some cute pictures of that. I love dogs and people listening to my podcast. And we will see you in two weeks. Adios, fuckers. Is that going to catch on? That's my new sign off. I, I don't know if it's like going to catch on. Hangover, like, adios, motherfuckers. Fuck, did I steal that? Yeah, you didn't. Damn it. Don't Blame Me is a production by me, produced and directed by Jack Ferry, associate producer Melissa DeMons, edited by Melissa DeMons, post-production sound by Chris Henry, and music by Giacomo Picasso and Ryan Hunter. I will see you guys in two weeks, and don't blame me if your life bursts into flames before then. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues, your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on.